Hello, family and friends. I'm excited today to have with me Pastor Dale Colbertson, who is the founding pastor of Hope City Church in Evansville, Indiana. You can't hardly miss it on Main Street if you come down the walkway and you're near Tyrone's, a couple of blocks from Tyrone's. Everybody knows about Tyrone's. That's seems right. Like. So come visit Pastor's Church sometime. We're now being pastored by your son full-time. John. Yes, John's doing a great job. Praise God. So thank you so much for being with me, Pastor. It's, a, it's an honor to have you with me. And, and Pastor has two boys, a girl, and eight grandchildren. Well, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for your mercy and your goodness, Father. We come today hungry for more of you. Thank you for speaking through Pastor today and that that your word is a living thing, and this testimony will draw people closer to Jesus and some people to Jesus for the very first time. We thank you for it, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor, I'm going to kick it over to you to maybe start out today and give a little bit of your testimony. All right. Well, I was raised in church, and up until I was about 16 or 17 years old, I really lived for God. But then college hit, and I just kind of went off on my own. And I tried to do everything I was big enough to do, and I did a lot of things that I'm ashamed of. After school, I was working at an engineering firm, and one of my first experiences with God after that was my employer was a, a genius. He had done some work that got him national recognition, but he came out and he couldn't operate his little handheld computer, and he was asking me how to figure a sine and cosine. And I smelled the liquor on his breath, and I felt really disgusted, you know, and got religious, I guess, at that moment. And then all of a sudden, I heard a voice say, that's you in 15 years. Wow. And then after that, uh, another thing happened, and again, it was a man being unfaithful to his wife and to his girlfriend, and he asked me to hide him. And I said, I'm not hiding you. And then I heard a voice, that's you in 15 years. Wow. And it got me shook up, and I decided I need to go back to church. Now, I went back to church, but I didn't change my ways. I was still drinking, still doing stuff that I shouldn't do. And I was in a position where um, the people at this church were so desperate to have somebody young. I was only 22 years old. They were so desperate to have somebody young to be involved that they asked me to plan a youth meeting with five churches. Wow. And so I said, Sure, I can do that. Got all cocky and full of myself. And I planned, I got the pastor to preach a young man named Gary Rice, who was a blessing. And he was only 17 years old, but he had lived a lot longer, if you catch what I'm saying, yeah. a rough life. And God had brought him out of it. Yeah. And music and all of this, I planned it all, got it all ready. And then uh, the last uh, Friday night in March of 1973, they had the meeting, and there were over 300 people in attendance, and one person got born again that night, me. Wow. I, it was like I planned my own salvation experience. Wow. I gave my life to the Lord and told him anything he wants me to do, I'll do. Wow. And then the moment I said that, I felt like he was saying, I will probably have you preach. Wow. It, it wasn't a definite, but it felt that right, way. Right, right. A little over two weeks later, I preached my first sermon. I had a lot of Bible in me. I didn't realize I did. But I remember my first sermon was out of Matthew where it says, I've come to do the will of him who sent me. Yeah. And I began to preach that. And I preached it like five different times in different places. And, and Pastor, I, how old were you then? I was 22. 22, praise God. And from that moment on, from uh, 
April 15th, 1973, till now, I've been preaching the Word. Praise God. I'll be coming up to 50 years this coming April. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yes. I was also later filled with the Holy Spirit, if that's okay to talk about that. Amen. Amen. And as a young minister, I was involved in the Baptist Church, and I'd gotten back in there, and I was going to college through the Baptist Church, and and uh, they were excited about me, uh, you know. There was four or five of us they were really excited about. And they made a mistake of allowing us to go to this minister's conference where a man named Roger Coleman spoke. Mm-hmm. Roger Coleman is part of the great Asbury Revival. Okay. He's a Methodist man, but spirit-filled. Wow. Speaks in other tongues. And that mm-hmm. night he preached, and the words felt like they were burning down inside me. Sorry, I'm getting emotional all of a sudden just thinking about it. I do it all the time. It was just some fire set down inside me. And after the message, he was walking off by himself. It was at a retreat place, you know, kind of a camp. And I ran to catch up with him. And I was 25 years old at that time. And I said, I want what you've got. Mm -hmm. He said, son, you don't know what you're asking for. And I said, I don't know if I do. But I know this, I want what you've got. He laid hands on me, and uh, I didn't speak in other tongues or anything like that, but I knew something had changed. And then as he was walking off, I heard him singing, and he was singing in other tongues, but I didn't know what it was. I just thought he was singing some kind of melody in another language. Right, right. And I I kept remembering that kind of haunted me, if you'll catch what I'm saying. Not in a bad way, but every time I'd think of him, I'd think about him walking off and going away. Now, with that in mind, uh, within a couple of years afterwards, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and it was one of those unique experiences again. I was alone in, a, in my bedroom, and I just simply said, Father God, if you really want me to speak in other tongues, because I'm seeing the people who speak in other tongues, who are on fire for God, I said, if that's the case, then I want to do that. And suddenly there was in an absolutely black room, a a pinprick of white began to show through and come toward me. And it kept getting bigger and bigger. And when it came to me, I saw two words go flash by me. I said those two words. I was instantly filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. I was changed from that moment on. The previous time in five years of ministry, I probably led maybe 15 people to the Lord. I said in five years, about four years. And in the next three months, I led something like 25 families to the Lord. Wow. I was a changed man. Wow. Praise God. And was that in church or like visiting people or what was the primary? It was all over the place. It was sometimes preaching, sometimes. I remember the weirdest one was sitting in a house in a high-rise apartment building in Evansville and praying with this family at 3 o'clock in the morning because they called me over to break up a fight between them. And I went over there to talk to them. And the next thing you know, I led the wife to the Lord. I led the husband to the Lord and another person who just happened to be there. And I remember I I suddenly was so famished that I couldn't even hardly move. And I realized I hadn't eaten anything in about, you know, since noon or something. And uh, they fixed me a roast beef sandwich and I led them all in the baptism of the Holy Spirit over a roast beef sandwich. It was the craziest night I ever had, you know, as far as just doing something different, you know, yeah. like that. But that was, that was give you an idea. Praise God. Pastor, just before we pray, have you pray here, what do you think is the greatest hindrance to people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost? 
Well, to put it in a nutshell, uh, is the idea of it's outside their intellect. Okay. It's not their intellectual man that's doing this, the soulish man. It's the spirit man. Yeah. And a lot of people have a hard time getting in touch with that spirit man. They they rejoice over being born again. Okay, I'm born again. And yeah. that's as far as they go with the spirit man. They don't realize we're to be led by the spirit. Yes. We're to have influence of the spirit. We're to build up our spirit man, praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, there's just all kinds of things along that line. So the greatest influence is getting beyond the intellect, I believe. Amen. Getting them out of their thinking process. Yes, sir. We'll talk about that more in tomorrow's podcast. You would please pray for our listeners. All right. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that through him I can have eternal life. I thank you for it, Father. I pray that right now that people listening would understand it's simply acknowledging Jesus and confessing him. So we thank you for it, Father, and we call it done now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Pastor, how would they contact you through the church, Facebook, or what's the best way of contacting you if they have any questions or want to talk to you? I'll give them my phone number. That's how okay. I hope I am. 812-457-8587. 812-457-8587. Praise God. Looking forward to tomorrow, folks. If you want to contact our ministry, you can do so at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.